Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Yeah, to- are you talking about Tommy Gunn? <laughs> Rocky? <laughs> yeah, what's George the- Foreman. Yes, that fight. Val was just, for those at home, <laughs> miming. What was she Somebody doing? Was she pressing over a sandwich on a, <laughs> on a grill? Randy Bauman and the DVE Morning Show. That's how Val's, that's how Val's George Foreman grill sounded. Opening when she threw a pork the, chop on it. That's the sizzle. Pantomining the Foreman grill. <laughs> I remember when George Foreman announced his retirement in the ring after a fight. And I can't remember who he lost to. He shouldn't have lost. He got totally jobbed. And... Uh, Larry Merchant is interviewing him in the ring afterwards, and he's like, I'm retired, Larry, and I have the greatest new product. It is a George Foreman grill. Oh, yeah. And, he, yeah, and he everyone's like, did he grill. just start plugging a product from the ring after retiring unexpectedly? And then who knew that it would go on to become, you know. Huge. A billion seller. I wonder how much, I wonder if he's made more money boxing or selling. Probably boxing. Foreman grills. Probably Ooh, I don't know. The years pile up. That that Foreman grill money is still coming in. When's the last time you saw someone using a Foreman grill? I still have mine. It's been a while. When's the last time you I, used I, it? I, uh, years. <laughs> I can't get rid of it, though. I'm, in college, I it was all the rage. I might want to grill something when it's 10 degrees out. Oh, I, I don't argue the efficiency of the George Foreman grill. I definitely used it a bunch. If you're like me and only remember him as being sort of like a... A fat old guy who was Cartini. selling grills and Doritos and has five sons named George. You should see the documentary When We Were Kings. Yes. When he fought Muhammad Ali in Africa. That, I mean, that is George Foreman. That fight with Tommy Morrison was so huge. It was such a spectacle at the time. I worked in Youngstown then, and I remember a bar there had a big promotion. The place was packed. Oh, yeah. What year was this? Do you remember? Was Would it have been 80s? 90, no. Oh, 90s. 92? 92 or 93? According to Foreman's Wikipedia page, he's made over $200 million on a George Foreman endorsement. When he first got it, they were giving him 40% of the profits on every grill sold. Oh, my And then God. in 1999, they figured out this is a horrible idea, so they paid him like $37 million, or $137 million just to use his name. Does because, it say? Go ahead. No, he, at one point he was ma- at the peak. They said when he was getting forty percent of the profits, he was making four and a half million dollars a month on George Foreman <laughs> grills. Dude, Probably everyone had one. More on the grills. I think you're right. I think you're right. Boxing <laughs> revenues couldn't have come In close. In those to that. days, yeah. Oh God! And he was such a beast when he was young. He would have one practice session with the bag and a full-sized heavy bag they'd have to replace it because it had a watermelon-sized dent in it from just him wailing on that thing. You know, Conor McGregor should come out with his own version of the grill, and it should be like a a big doll so that you put like a chop or steak in into a leg press. It's like, <laughs> and then you could tenderize uh. it with like this punching fist on the side. You know what I mean? 
You really want to tenderize your meat in between Conor McGregor's legs? <laughs> yes, I do. Yes, I do. What do you got going on, Val? Here's a Channel 11 Severe Weather Center forecast. It is brought to us by Bridgeville Appliance. We'll see a mix of sun and clouds today, a spotty shower thunderstorm. Most of it gone by evening, 80 for the high temperature today. Partly cloudy, 62 tonight, just an isolated storm Thursday. Otherwise warm and muggy, highs in the mid-80s. I'm Scott Harbaugh on Severe Weather Center 11. It's 63 degrees at DVE. The news is brought to us by Benjamin Moore Paint. I'm Val Porter. New animal cruelty legislation is on its way to Governor Tom Wolf's desk. The bill allows district attorneys to, prote- to press felony charges against animal abusers and was unanimously approved by the state Senate yesterday. It includes fines and possible jail time for neglect, abuse, and torture. Governor Wolf is expected to sign that bill into law. The woman who went to trial accusing Bill Cosby of sexual assault is breaking her silence. Andrea Constan tweeted, Thank you for the outpouring of love and kindness and support. I am eternally grateful for the messages I have received in recent days. Last Saturday, the judge handling the case case declared a mistrial after the jury said it was deadlocked and could not reach a verdict. The district attorney says it's not over and they plan to retry the case. Cosby's been charged with three counts of aggravated indecent assault and could have been sentenced to 30 years in prison. And the names of the Allegheny County jurors who deliberated in that trial could be made public soon. Yesterday, several news organizations asked a judge to make them public. Both the defense and the Montgomery County DA's office want the names to be kept private until after the next trial. PA law allows juror names to be released after a trial, but the judge can decide to keep the names sealed if the publicity would prejudice an important right. Well, you know, we made uh, national news all over the place. We were on page six yesterday yeah. because we had Mike McCloskey on our show on Monday morning, who's an alternate juror, and none of us had any idea it was going to blow up like that. No. Um, but shortly after we aired the interview, all of a sudden it was making the rounds and hitting the news cycle. People were sending me it all day. They're like, look, you're on this now. And I'm like, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. But the- I mean, he said if he was one of the, the jurors deliberating, he, he would have leaned towards guilty. But then I felt bad. Like, oh, I hope we didn't hang him out to dry there. Yes. Like, you know, he probably didn't realize that either. But then again, if you listen to the interview, I mean, it was pretty, you know. He didn't reveal any. Facts about the case that hadn't been revealed. Here's a zinger you didn't know. No. One of the jurors told yeah. me no matter what, he was he was gonna you know <laughs> yeah yeah vote him innocent. And then like, they're gonna nothing like that happened. They got to run the case back. They're doing the whole thing over again. And I think Albie Oxenreiter is the prosecutor. <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah, they're gonna do the whole thing over again. Really? Just, yeah. You ask all the same exact questions. The, the, the trial they just did ten <laughs> seconds ago. Well, if you would have heard me in the trial two weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> New research from the University of Colorado in Boulder shows the influence of fake news is harming real journalism. Professor Chris Vargo says fake news websites publish twice as many stories as legitimate news organizations, which is forcing journalists to take time and set the record straight. Vargo which is says, the purpose of propaganda. Vargo says news consumers have the ability to shape their own reality and hope people will use that ability to get away from fake news websites and partisan media organizations. Which is interesting. You know, the whole Alex Jones thing that the, the controversy around the Megyn Kelly interview on NBC Sunday night. Ratings were last. It got beat out by America's Funniest Home Video reruns. She's come in last. 
every, every week. Every week that she's been on. I'm, I, was, I was more troubled by her Putin interview because she got owned by Putin. Mm-hmm. But I didn't think that they were going to, I didn't think NBC was going to air that interview because some sponsors pulled out of, you know, her yeah. show. Well, I agree with Matt Taibbi's take on it uh, that he wrote for Rolling Stone. You can't ignore that stuff. And you can't, and, and because it was Megyn Kelly coming off the heels of being owned by a dictator who basically got to push whatever message he wanted past her. She was visibly nervous in that interview and outmatched in every way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. People were more critical of Megyn Kelly going into that and the fact that she went from Putin to now what some people saw as elevating Alex Jones. But you can't expose those people if you don't put them on a, a legitimate television source. He's a complete buffoon. I mean, the guy is an absolute sideshow who spouts crazy conspiracy theories and lies. On a de- He's the gay bomb guy. I mean, you know, he's like, the water's a gay bomb. It's turning the frogs gay. <laughs> yeah, but I think that one's true. <laughs> and so if you don't have that guy on to ask him questions, you know, about why are you saying this stuff about If you don't know the Sandy big Hook? bad wolf is out right. there, then you can't fight him. If you watched it, you would know that he was completely wi- without any... Uh, 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 argument as to why Sandy Hook was a hoax. Mm -hmm. There's nothing backing his claims. And maybe that helped some people see what a charlatan he was. And and, and if I was a Sandy Hook parent, I probably totally would have been upset about it and not wanted him on. I understand that. Uh, But you got to shine a light on these dopes, you know? And maybe Megyn Kelly wasn't the one to do it, but we're out of Dan Rathers. Yeah, unfortunately. (laughs) A California man caused quite a stink at his local Walgreens when he had trouble controlling his bowels and decided to cover it up by, well, setting his underpants on fire in the bathroom. (laughs) That's a good solution. Andrew Cheadle was uh, shopping when he felt that, oh, he had a little pursuit going on. <laughs> oh, don't give him that. No, oh. no, don't, you're not. You can't call it a pursuit. He'll no. Only because he just went through it. He Guys, I gotta had... go take a pursuit. <laughs> no, right you're back. not allowed to do that. What? I no, I wouldn't let him say it about you guys. Okay, how about a pursuit of incident? Okay, pursuit of like, yeah, pursuit, pursuit of just like... missed two days of work with food poisoning. Yes. And was... Pulling a little bathroom Jackson Pollock action, but hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Yes. So he had trouble the last couple of days, as this guy did at the Walgreens. Doing uh, a Farmer's 180. He didn't, <sighs> he didn't quite make it there before nature took his course. Uh, he managed to get his pants down, but a little more trouble when it came to the tidy whiteies. Uh, didn't get those off before nature took its course. So he took off his underwear, threw them into the bowl, and lit them on fire. Uh, the room was filled with enough smoke to cause an evacuation of the entire store. Police tracked the guy down a short time later and booked him on charges of criminal. <laughs> I set them on fire. Why? Why? That is the most unnecessary thing. I don't know. You don't you know, know what? what was in there, man. You know? 
You don't um, know. Every guy has been on the verge of rokering, and it immediately <laughs> kicks in an escape plan. It's like your brain goes into diarrhea oceans 11. You're like, all right. <laughs> all right. How are we going to get out of this scenario if the worst goes down? start looking for vents. All right, there's got to be an alternate way out of here. <laughs> start <laughs> pulling up screens in the floor. Oh, yeah. All right. Oh, boy. Jackhammer these tiles up. See if I can get out of here. But, yeah, but setting them on fire, I mean, that's just a crime of passion, I think, at that point. <laughs> Like, he was so mad at his underpants. Crying. I'm <laughs> fucking mad at his underpants. Yeah, for not being able to get them off. Yeah, they were too tight. Failed I guess. me. Damn it. The elastic. <laughs> I knew I should have bought a large. And then at some point, you probably just have to give in. Yeah. If you can't get a, get your underwear down, you're probably like, oh, Because it's, it's go time. Because it's, it's, it's all one motion. The pants are coming down as you're sitting. Like, it's, you know. It's right. like the landing gear of a plane is coming out. <laughs> like, if if the landing gear doesn't come out, you're skidding across the, <laughs> the tarmac for about 300 feet. <laughs> he should be able to, like, pull a string and just have some inflatable underwear pop out of somewhere. That, that flight attendant for the JetBlue flight. Comes, comes just bouncing into the bathroom with yeah. two Zimas. I am out of here. <laughs> you get a couple pony rolling, rolling rocks. You uh, just come out like da-da-da-da-da. Would you be mad if you were in the store and got evacuated? And then if what would you fa- say if you found out, ah, uh, this guy lit his underwear on fire? <laughs> There's been an underpants fire in the bathroom. <laughs> Wait, what store was it? Was it a Walgreens? Oh, uh, if it was Walmart, you'd say again. <laughs> <laughs> They've got to have uh, extra underwear at the Walgreens, right? Sure, I mean, you could probably buy everything there. Randy said they have belts there. Well, no, right aid. At but, the very least, they have diapers. Yeah, you can get belts and oh, glasses. Yeah. Adult rock diapers. A, rock a nice pair of Depends out of there. Right. I'm telling you right now, if you fool me once, if you're half dressed for a <laughs> wedding, you can show up fully dressed if you stop at a Rite Aid. Get it all taken care of, buddy. Grab a hurricane. Yeah. <laughs> a hurricane, a belt. Yeah, that's a cane that Shoot. stands on its own. Some nice glasses. I like that. Do you floss? <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, 51% swear they do, but another 22% lie about flossing. Do you ever floss and you're like, oh my God, that was in my teeth? I got to I gotta be honest. I didn't floss and, until your... You know, stance on flossing was revealed, and I was yeah, like, the oh, importance I, gotta floss. Of flossing. "I require the morning show to floss." Only twenty-seven percent admit they do not floss. Sixty-five percent of people brush their teeth twice a day. Twenty-eight percent do it once. Six percent at least three times a day. Yeah, I'm a three time a dayer. One percent don't brush their teeth. Wow. I guess maybe you won't have teeth for long if you don't brush, but. We were t- I, I got my teeth cleaned the other day, and, uh, you know, the, it's just remarkable how far we've come with dental hygiene. And I I had a filling from when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I have one of the, the old ones left. Yeah, the mercury ones. I'm like, should I get rid of that? He was like, eh, There's asbestos sp- in it. It's pretty small. <laughs> yeah, expect- well, there's horsehair padding in there. <laughs> um, and, I, and I was kind of just mentioning, like, God, how, you know, when I was a kid, I had so many cavities when I was mm-hmm. a little kid. And they're like, well, you know, nope. dental hygiene has come along so far since then. I mean, 
you know, I remember when ACT first came out. Do you remember that stuff? It was like you like no. mouthwash. It was like a mouthwash mm-hmm. that was supposed to be like a pre-dental rinse. It was like it was supposed to be a game changer, and you would like squeeze it, and it would fill up like the top cap uh, part of the Listerine bottle. Like it would only fill up oh, a yeah. shot for you right. to take, and um, that was supposed to be a game changer. Didn't matter if you don't floss. I'm telling you, I know they say you don't have to floss, but that's garbage. Did There's you, too much bacteria in there, man. When you were a kid, did you have to chew? Well, you went to Catholic school. Yes, I did. Did you have Bill? Did you have to chew the red tablet when you were in fluoride like, pills? Yeah, when you were in like kindergarten or first I grade. Can, I can't remember. Did they do that in Catholic yeah. school? Did they? Uh huh. I bet they don't do that anymore. Oh man, there's fluoride in the water, right? I just had the worst. I, I've had the worst run with my teeth. I, if I could, I'd set my teeth on fire. <laughs> I really do not enjoy my dental history. I mean, it's just been bad. Dental, you don't take into account the genetics behind your teeth either. Yeah. There are people who have Thanks, Mom and Dad. good, strong teeth, and there yeah. are people who don't. And we were talking about this last night, a couple of friends of mine, about like your grandparents. So a couple of my friends were telling me last night, one of their grandparents had full dentures by the age of 37, and the other one at 22. My- <laughs> like back in 19-whatever, was just like, you know what? I give up on the five <laughs> I have left. Like, well, we were eating coal, though. That was the difference. <laughs> I mean, it's tough times. It was the depression. I don't know why, because I was so young, but my dad had his teeth pulled in his 30s. See? And that he never got fa- false teeth. What, he just had no teeth? <laughs> No teeth. What'd you eat? <laughs> he said, "He said, why bother? I can eat everything except peanuts, and I don't want to eat those." So, if he wanted some peanuts, <laughs> did you guys have to baby bird it to him, or what? <laughs> he no, he gummed it his whole life. He gummed, he gummed like what? Oh my like a god! Steak? Yeah. Well, he was a chopstick kind of guy. He never ate like a T-bone or anything like that. Wait a second, my mom just so it was got... hamburgers. Your dad just never had teeth. Never had teeth as far as long as I could remember when I was a little kid. <laughs> Boy, I met him and I don't remember. See, you couldn't even tell. That's how good it was. Did he? he so he never even had fake. He teeth? never was like bah, 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 bah. No oh, smiling man. though. Yeah, I don't. I never noticed because I guess. <laughs> His whole life, he didn't have teeth, so it wasn't Holy like. Did he oh smoke? Oh my god, you don't have any teeth. Yeah. Did he smoke? Yes. There you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, my mom smoked for a long time. She just got all of her bottom teeth pulled. Oh God bless. And her. it's it was the funniest <laughs> thing the other night. We were me and my daughter. I had them saying prayers before uh, before we went to bed, and my daughter Emma said. Uh, dear God, I pray for Grammy's teeth because all of her teeth are broken and she has pretend teeth and it's just very painful. Because <laughs> for a while, my mom, so sweet. my mom had just not all the, her real teeth. So like every, every bite of food, she had to send it around the horn. Like It was like an all... An all tooth skate every single bite. <laughs> all hands on deck. Black cuspids, tricuspids. Big one coming like, in. Everybody has to get involved here. We're stronger as a group. Oh my goodness! All oh. her teeth are broken, and she has That's... pretend teeth. That's... Pretend teeth almost broke me. Yeah, because you can't. It's super adorable. Oh, you can't laugh so... during your daughter's yeah, prayer. So sweet. Oh. But yeah, I mean, I had, I had. Root canals, several root canals. I had abscess teeth. I had an abscess tooth on my uh, like a molar on the upper on the upper side, and it 
swelled up so much that my eye was swollen shut. Oh, it's no joke. God. Don't mess with them. And I had to go in, and the dentist is is gets these huge little shop of horror prongs out, <laughs> and he puts oh. his knee up on me, oh, and he's God. just working me back and oh. forth, and I'm like, ah, ah, ah. Like, my shoulders are drenched because I'm just crying, and I, oh, I get yeah. the tooth pulled. I'm coming out. I look like Gary Reedus after he got beamed in the face, if anybody remembers <laughs> that pirate player. Quite a reference. And I see a buddy that I haven't seen since high school, and he's like, what the hell happened to you? And I'm like, I just came in for a cleaning. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend this dentist. <laughs> <laughs> he just spit all over his mic. <laughs> Do you need some Kleenex? Oh, my God. Get Bill a different mic screen. <laughs> I'm going to set this mic screen on fire. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, now you see why I say you should floss, Bill? Yeah. You won't slobber should like remember that. remember to floss. There you go. 73% say they use the old-fashioned manual toothbrush, 27% an electric one. I, I, I switch back and forth. Why? Because I felt I used the Sonicare for so many years, and I think that I was the, it was too powerful. It- Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It was like, it was like you were pressure pressure my gums Pressure up. washing your gums. Yeah, like all, yeah. Too, too often. And I was like, oh, yeah, it keeps your teeth, you know, super yeah. white and free of plaque and all that stuff. And when you're, you know, jackhammering coffee on a daily basis and back then, you know, throwing down the burrow lights, it, you know, it helped, uh, you know, keep the pearly whites going. But all of a sudden, one day you're like, is your gum on the back left side supposed to touch your sinus cavity? <laughs> All of a sudden, your teeth look like those uh, beach houses where they're up on stilts. Yeah. So I switched to the, I got the Oral-B, which is a little less abrasive, you know, because that Sonicare one is just like shooting the sonic waves yeah. off your gums. It's just a little too powerful. My, I've been warned about my gums. Everybody. What do you mean? Like, you've been like warned about your that was me. <laughs> hey Val, I'm warning you right now. <laughs> they're like eroding in one place. Everybody's gums. So. Are. You gotta, it, gum gum health is uh, eroding. Yeah, you can't can't mess around with it. Again, flossing helps considerably. See, if I didn't well, grind my teeth, I'd be fine. That's the problem. Is I grind it when I sleep. They told me it's because I'm brushing too hard. Yeah, you got to go so. from the gum down or the gum up on the bottom. All I that passive aggressive attention circles. to your. To, oh, really? Just don't. Yeah, you can't just get in there and just be an animal. You gotta, I use a wire brush. Is that bad? <laughs> no. I use the thing you clean the grill with. <laughs> 51% of people brush their teeth before they even eat breakfast. 66%. I do that just because I'm upstairs. Get, and yeah. Like, yeah like, 66% use mouthwash at least once in a while. 34% never use it. Never. Oh, it's the best. Well, they now have some that's not as Bernie. Bernie would have won. Fourteen <laughs> uh, percent have used a tongue scraper. Eighty-six uh, percent. Can I borrow had. your tongue scraper? No, no, it's mine. 
It's for me only. I have a monogram tongue scraper. <laughs> you do? Yeah. Did you get it from All Things Considered? Or what is it? All Things Remembered? I don't know. All Things Remembered? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Both of those sound concerned. like NPR shows. <laughs> the Allman Brothers, Derek Trucks, is not open to a reunion following Greg Allman's death. In an interview earlier this month, Trucks was asked about the possibility of the surviving band members coming together, and he said... You can't have an Allman Brothers gig without an Allman Brother. That's a pretty good if point. Dwayne's not there. Greg certainly better be there. There are a few bands out there right now using names that maybe shouldn't be, but that's another discussion. Leonard Skinner. Well, there's a. Isn't there one guy left in yeah. Skinner? One guy. One and guy. The brother of the singer who has a completely diametrically op- op- opposite, like opposed viewpoint of the world of his brother has taken the band in a different direction. To celebrate the release of their new album, Concrete and Gold, on September 15th, the Foo Fighters are throwing a backyard party for 50,000 people. The Cal Jam 17 Festival will take place at Glen Helen Regional Park in San Bernardino, California, October 7th. The Foos will headline, but there will also be performances from Queens of the Stone Age, Cage the Elephant, Liam Gallagher, Royal Blood, Bob Mould, and more. Cal Jam 17 will also include carnival rides, a water park, an outdoor movie theater, and a Foo Fighters museum. Tickets will go on sale June 29th. Uh, get t- details if you're interested in going at caljamfest.com. Remember I was telling you your genetics play a big part in your teeth and people don't consider that? Someone tweeted this to me. My family has dentinogenesis imperfecta. We have no nerves in our teeth at all. Blank x-rays every time. What does that mean? They they don't have any nerves in their teeth. It's like hey, it's like a, every anything? tooth is a root canal. Like there's no life in them. By the way, dento There's no life in them. Your <laughs> teeth are dead inside, sir. Dentino Genesis Imperfectica was the worst Genesis album by far. <laughs> oh my god. No it. nerves in their teeth. Wow. That mean they Is that just, a good thing or like, a bad thing? You get punched in the mouth and wouldn't hurt if your teeth fell out. <laughs> What about, uh, I guess you wouldn't have sensitive teeth to hot no. or cold. So they could be one of those people that uh, pull the, the big rig with the rope in their teeth? Yeah, but if yeah, they yanked out, they wouldn't know what the pressure point is, though. You know what I mean? They wouldn't know where they were at the point the of extraction. Like, oh, that's scary. Yeah. It's totally different. Dentinogenesis imperfectica. It could be a good... That sounds made up. You can use that as your wrestling name, Slack. <laughs> Congrats to Marina, my Lebanon. She's the winner of the DVE Comedy Festival tickets, and uh, we'll have more to give away All right, Marie. tomorrow on the show. Friday night's the big show at the Bayam Theater. Mike has your sports when we return on DVE. So let me know what you guys need. DVE Sports. Mike Pursuited with your sports right now on the DVE Morning Show. Mike. Sports this hour brought to you by Golden Oak Lending. Seven to three bucks over the Brewers last night in Milwaukee. That's seven out of ten for the Pirates for the first time this season. Seven wins in their last... 10 games and just as significantly three and two in a 10 game stretch that began last Friday night against the Cubs and will continue this week in Milwaukee and end in St. Louis Pirates trying to make up some ground toward the 500 mark and toward first place in the NL Central Division the Pirates are five under at 33 and 38 and they are four out with uh, only the Cubs (laughs) between the Bucks and the first-place Brewers in the NL Central. The Pirates one percentage point ahead of fourth-place St. Louis and three-and-a-half games behind the second-place Chicago Cubs. Andrew McCutcheon uh, remains on a tear, his 14th home run 
last night in support of uh, Chad Cool and a bunch of relievers. Cool going just five innings again. That seems to be his thing, but he got his first win since April the 8th. The series in Milwaukee continues tonight. Trevor Williams against Junior Guerrera and then concludes on Thursday afternoon. Yvonne Nova against Chase Anderson. The Bucks will be in St. Louis this weekend, and they'll have Jamison Tyone, Garrett Cole, and Cool lined up against the Cardinals. Maybe in position to uh, finally make a move here. Still, Buckos, we got another month before the Steelers are at camp. July 27th. Get us interested. Get us over the hump. The account, is is it reporting day that's the end of the season or the first practice? First practice. So it'll be the 28th. Yeah. So they still got some time. NHL's got a lot going on tonight uh, and today in Las Vegas. General Manager George McPhee of the expansion Las Vegas Golden Knights uh, has to submit by 10 a.m. Eastern time today his list of players uh, selected in the expansion draft. Got to pick one player from each uh, team. 14 forwards, nine defensemen, and three goalies with a minimum of 20 players under contract for the 2017-2018 season. McPhee uh, has been speaking this week in Las Vegas. He told NHL.com, among others, quote, I think it's going to be a pretty good team. We're happy that we've got a lot of defensemen. We've got a lot of really good goaltending. We've got a lot of centers, and we've got scoring on the wing. We should have good speed. And uh, by mentioning that they've got a lot of really good goaltending, has he uh, tipped his hand to an extent that uh, Marc-Andre Fleury's going to Vegas? I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Seems to be everyone's... uh, Assumption. Well, there was a story in the Post Gazette that the basically a Penguin fan went to the the Vegas uh, Golden Knights store and said, "Hey, I'd like to get a jersey with Flurry's name on it." And they said, "Well, he's not on the team yet." Wink, wink. <laughs> Check back in a couple of days. It seems like he's. Li- I mean, he's basically said goodbye. People are on Twitter saying goodbye to him. Yeah, Rick Tockett said he's going to miss him. Uh, you want to? There's been a lot of talk about. Deals in place already. Uh, Vegas making trades with teams for players and or draft picks either to select or not to select certain players on that uh, unprotected list. And Pittsburgh has been mentioned by Bob McKenzie, among others, as a team that already has a deal in place with Las Vegas. You wonder if the Penguins made a deal that Vegas would take Florida to free the cap space. I don't know. I mean, give him some cash, not you'd to take hope, a forward. You'd hope it would be. Would you rather have him take Flurry or Brian Rust at this point? Well, what I was going to say is, you would hope that the, you know, getting Flurry would be enough that you wouldn't have to additionally sort of coax them into doing it. But if you're George McPhee, you'd certainly poke, try to poke you know. that bear a little bit. Hey, you know, I won't take, or I will take him for sure if. I think it was uh, well, like Jeff Conkle said earlier this morning, you know, the shakedown from Las Vegas already happening, acting like Pesci coming in from Kansas City. Only appropriate. I am running things here now. So if we give an extra going. 10 bucks, will you take Pouliot? <laughs> I don't think there's enough chips in Vegas. <laughs> no. To give anyone else is available from the Penguins. Uh, it's also awards night tonight. Sidney Crosby up for the Hart Trophy. Uh, given to the NHL's uh, player, a judge to be most valuable to his team. That's uh, a Pro Hockey Writers Association vote. 
uh, regular season only. Uh, Patrick Kane uh, is the reigning MVP, but he's not one of the three finalists. That would be Connor McDavid, Crosby, and Sergei Bobrovsky. Crosby trying to win his third Hart Trophy. That would uh, make him the ninth player to win the award at least three times and tie him as a three-time winner with Howie Morenz, Mario Lemieux, Bobby Orr, and Alex Ovechkin. Crosby also up for the Ted Lindsay Award, which is the NHL Players Association's most outstanding player honor. Uh, Brent Burns of the Sharks and Connor McDavid uh, are the two finalists for that one. Also, uh, Coach of the Year will be awarded tonight. That's the Jack Adams Coach of the Year Award. Your nominees uh, are Mike Babcock of the Maple Leafs, Todd McClellan of San Jose, and John Tortorella of the Blue Jackets. Uh, Tortorella had some interesting things to say. Uh, Great story uh, by Jason Mackey of the Post-Gazette posted last night on the PG website. Uh, Here's Tortorella's thought on Coach of the Year uh, and Mike Sullivan not being one of the three finalists. Quote, forget about the Cups. I thought the way Sullivan handled his team with all the injuries they went through, the different lineups, I don't get it. I don't want to get into trying to change the rules, but I think the playoffs should count with this type of stuff. That's when a lot of things go on with coaches and matchups, maybe changing a little bit within your team concept. You know how I feel about Sully. You don't win two cups in a row when you're not one of the top coaches in the National Hockey League. I felt that way about him for a long time. He's finally getting the opportunity to show that. Uh, Mackey points out in his story, and this surprised me, Mike Babcock has never won the Coach of the Year award. Really? It doesn't really make sense to not include the postseason. I mean. It doesn't. It just doesn't. That's where so much of the winning of the championship occurs. All the decision making is in the postseason. We've talked a long time on the show here in all these leagues. I think the coach of the year is the guy who wins the trophy. And uh, on this. No doubt. Mike Babcock and I are in agreement. Uh, Mackie quotes Babcock thusly, quote. The guy who wins the Stanley Cup is the coach of the year without question, but it's still nice to be here. I can't believe Mike Babcock should get it just because he's never gotten it, and that should correct an oversight. He turned that team around Not pretty to mention, quickly, too. doing a tremendous job in Toronto. Tortorella did a tremendous job with Columbus. Uh, Babcock won, or uh, excuse me, Sullivan won the trophy. And same thing really with the GM of the year award. Uh, Jim Rutherford, you're reigning. Uh, GM award winner in the NHL. Well, what he did last year was magical. Every single move he made from the offseason to the postseason was incredible. Your GM finalists this year are uh, Peter Chiarelli of Edmonton, Pierre Dorian of Ottawa, and David Poyle of Nashville. Hey, Rutherford had a pretty good year this year, too, if you factor in at least one trade he didn't make. 29. That counts too, right? So that's managing your team. Well, he figured out a way to keep them here, yeah. And then managing the Penguins to a repeat hadn't been done in the salary cap. There's a year. reason why he called Marc Andre Fleury the most selfless player he's ever known. Yeah. It's because he helped him achieve what would be unthinkable otherwise. I bet he's had a lot of conversations, like not about the expansion draft per se, but about players taking a, a reduced role or a contract negotiation, what they'd be looking for, that kind of thing. And 
Selflessness is probably a rare quality in those situations. No doubt. Quick break. We'll be right back on DBE. I don't know about you guys, but I am sponsored by Nissan North America, Inc. Void, we're prohibited. The DVE Morning Show, DVE Comedy Festival, tomorrow night. I'm sorry, Friday night, Biome Theater. One of the great events of the year. No doubt about it. And no Pirates game this week. So oh. no, tra- no Friday Pirates game. No traffic, game. no parking First issues. time. First time ever. And we've had a, uh, just a who's who mm-hmm. of comics th- through the years. And sometimes it'd be people who had not quite established themselves yet. And other times, like when we had Amy Schumer headlining. She, she had just blown up. Just blown up. Right but then, I mean, got even huge or huger. Bigger. Is that a word? Yeah. You're talking about her persona, right? Yes. Then Colin Quinn this year, of course, his comedy bona fides do not need to be argued at all. But Tommy Jonigan, one of the best in the business, was part of our 2014 comedy festival. Here he is talking about arguing. I have to hang out with my girlfriend's friends now. She has, we have this baby together or whatever. I don't do well with her friends. We went to her friend's house for Thanksgiving last year. My girlfriend said one thing. She said, don't get into any arguments because she knows I love to argue, especially with strangers. Sounds weird to you guys, but I don't like small talk. I like to find what we disagree on and really get into it. So she said, don't get into any arguments. We go to Thanksgiving. We're sitting at the table. The news is on in the background, which is a bad idea. The news has a story about a pedophile. It's not good. The woman across from me goes, pedophiles are the worst. Everyone agrees with you. No, one's, no one at this table is like, you know who I love? Peds. So she goes, pedophiles are the worst. Then she goes, if I ever met a pedophile, I'd know that they're a pedophile as soon as I met them. And I go, no, you wouldn't. I don't care what kind of agreement we had in the car. That doesn't fly on my watch. You don't just get to say crazy things. So I said, no, you wouldn't. Then she said, I'm a great judge of character. If I met someone that awful, I would sense it. And I said, what you're describing is a superpower. And if you had it, we would just have you meet all the people and eliminate a huge problem in society. At that point, my girlfriend grabbed my leg and squeezed it tight like we were on a plane experiencing turbulence. And I knew that she meant you have to win this argument. (laughs) I got this. I won the argument and found out we don't have great nonverbal communication. <laughs> Tommy Johnigan, that was live from the Bime Theater stage, 2014. Join us this Friday for the 2017 version, the sixth annual DV Comedy Fest with Colin Quinn, Bobby Kelly. You know him from the Louis Show, Rachel Feinstein. You know her from Trainwreck, Amy Schumer Show, Kevin Brennan, and Bill Crawford. Brought to you by Disaster Restoration Services in South Hills Auto. Get your tickets now at dve.com. We did a great job building that canal. D.H. D.V.E. Yeah, you know, Tommy Jonigan cut reminded me of after the show, we went to the Rex Theater, Brian Callen and Harlan Williams, uh, along with Nikki Glazer and Bill Crawford on the bill of that one. And at the Rex Theater afterwards, Tommy wanted to try out a new bit. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I don't know. Should I go up there? And I was like, yeah, man, that's what this is for. Like, you got to go up. Like, definitely take advantage of this opportunity. <laughs> and he goes up, and Brian Callen is in the middle of the story. And it lasted like 22 minutes. And Tommy it's a was very just, graphic sex story. And Tommy was just waiting on the side of the stage the whole time. And he gave up and came back up to the green room area in the balcony there, the Rex Theater. And he's like, screw this. I'm like, no, dude, he's got to be almost done. You got to go back down. You know, you got to try it, try out this new material. That's why we wanted to put this together like this so that people would have a chance to, you know, work some stuff out and 
It's a comedy savvy crowd. Go, man. And he went down after I kind of pushed him back down. And he tanked so bad with whatever the new bit was that he was trying to do. And he came back up. And the, and the audience at that point had been kind of beaten down by a super oh, yeah. long graphic sex story from Brian well, Callen. it was also like it wasn't just Callen. I mean, it was a full night of con- – there was a full show before the extra oh, yes, yeah. overtime show that we were doing. Fair. They yeah. had our, it was past the two-hour mark. He was so pissed at me afterwards. He's like, thanks a lot for uh, suggesting that. That was really helpful. I appreciate that. <laughs> it's about him getting arrested, but, I thank think. Thank you. And he just oh, – he, he was so mad. And I think you guys had microphones on stage. Yeah. And maybe you were kind of – not you personally, but maybe Harlan was jumping in a little bit. <laughs> I'm not sure how that all went down. I just know Tommy was not psyched. So we had many beers afterwards, and he kept bringing it up all night. Yeah, that was helpful. Thanks. Harlan told a hilarious story about um, doing, what was it, Dumb and Dumber? Was that his first film with the Farley brothers? Something about Mary, I think. There's something about Mary. Yeah. <laughs> he comes up and he's like, I got this lump. You know, I don't know oh, what yeah. it is. Will you take a look at it? I'm I'm really kind of, I'm really worried. One of the, Peter Farley said this yeah. to him, yeah. Like right the first day on set, like before he even gets to, be in front of the camera and he's like oh man he's like i'm so nervous you know and i'm like yeah like what's going on and he's like he pulls up his shirt and it was the beans above the franks yeah yeah (laughs) he was like does this look like uh cancerous (laughs) he's like that's how my day started with those guys nice uh, that's how uh, I plan to greet you as the host of the DVE Comedy Festival <laughs> Friday night at the Vime Theater. Don't miss it. Val's got news next. What's up? I'm going to tell you the one thing you should not touch on an airplane. Boy, there's so many other ones that I can Beans think of. in the Franks? <laughs> Definitely not those. Summer's here in the patios at Primanti's. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.